Who is tired of paying those huge cable subscription bills? What if you could just get the handful of networks you like to watch via YouTube? I'm Jefferson Graham with USA Today. You're listening to Talking Tech. This week, YouTube said it was investing in a future that would see it grow its presence on traditional TV sets. And then word came out that CBS had signed up to be part of the so-called skinny bundle that YouTube is looking to put together next year. YouTube will possibly join Hulu, Sling TV, and others in trying to appeal to cord cutters. What does this mean to YouTube's future? Let's start off by meeting our panel. Hi, um, I'm Jim Armstrong with March Capital Partners, a venture capitalist uh, based in Los Angeles, California. Hi, I'm Mike Forhouse, president of Magnet Advisors. I'm a uh, tech media analyst. The world's most popular video network is looking to expand beyond its mammoth collection of cat and music videos and original productions from homegrown stars by expanding into traditional TV with a new service reportedly called Unplugged. The service, which is set to debut in 2017, will compete with cable, offering a smaller grouping of channels for like $25 to $40 monthly. My question, is watching network TV relevant to YouTube's mostly young audience? What are the chances they'll actually pay for it? I'm going to be contrarian here. I don't know of network TV shows that young people watch. I just don't think they're watching television. They may watch some of these shows piecemeal online. But to get them to pay $40 a month, right, Claire, is just, I think, a, a big hurdle to jump. I just don't see them doing it. I, I agree with you. It's not going to be a big hit. But I do believe it'll launch with 50 or 100,000 users who want to do it. And then it'll grow slowly. And it's a, it's a shot across. I know um, in my household, which has millennials, not me, um, they are hooked on some of the TV shows. They love to see... Parks and Rec. They love to see Supergirl. They love to watch reruns of The Office. Um, and so I agree. They're, they're all, they are also big fans of a lot of the a lot of the YouTubers and a lot of the the, the people with the with the homegrown media content. Okay, so the, of those shows you mentioned, they're all on Hulu, right? I believe, right, Claire? Yes. Yes. Okay, and that's nine ninety nine a month. Right. Versus so, $40 a month. So, so the question is, is for the CBS content, can they uh, – so, so maybe the audience will be 25 or 30 to, to 45-year-olds. I, I know I did a recent survey around a breakfast get-together um, with folks uh, who are more baby boomers, my generation. I'm at the very end of that. Um, and I asked how many had cut the cord, and that was the way the question was asked, and only one had. And he admitted that he had to suffer and not see some of the content he wants. So I agree. It starts 40 does seem steep. Um, I thought there was a $25 yeah, off, like 25, 25 to, 40. to $40. Yeah, with the bow offering. Mike, do you have any intelligence on Red? YouTube Red is the subscription service they launched a year ago with uh, original programming from YouTube stars for $9.99 a month. I bet it's well under a million dollars. I mean, it hasn't been particularly well promoted. They never said They've never said. Yeah, not to best of my you, knowledge, they have Historically. And they are part of Google, right. so we know that means they're almost as secretive as Microsoft. But historically, when you've got good news, you report it. Yeah, and also, you know, with most of these, uh, other than Hulu Plus, obviously Netflix, breaking a million is pretty rare. Uh, and I doubt they're even near a, near a million yet. Where should they be? Well, I, I mean, I would drop the price to four ninety nine and push the ad free. I know that works with consumers. We've done that in any number of environments in terms of consumer research, and it's worked really well in gaming, the ad-free environment. So that's what I would do. How are they going to convince young people to pay for CBS, NBC, ABC, and Vons? Well, I don't think they're going to convince them forever. 
Uh, I do think they've got quite a few years. You know, this stuff goes very slowly in the tr- in any media world. Things move relatively slowly. When we forget that YouTube must be what a dozen years old, ten years not old. even ten it's years, ten years old. old. They've actually done quite well in ten years. But you know, these guys make a lot of money because their ads still work. It's still a way, remarkably, to get five million, ten million people to watch an ad. You run it a number of times and the right time slots, you know, these political candidates are spending a ton of money on TV ads. So TV ads still work. They work a lot better than print ads work. Therefore, people are going to continue to buy them. Therefore, the networks are going to continue to make expensive content. They should probably, and I guess they're all dabbling in this, uh, look a lot more making inexpensive content. Okay. Well, so Jim's agreeing with me that it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. And, uh, but, the, but, it's, it, but, the pers- but the networks have to do it. I mean, the networks have to do this. Yeah, they have to. And I think the revenue model's in play, which is really interesting to me, ad or subscription. You've been listening to Talking Tech, one of the many podcasts in the USA Today Podcasting Network. You can listen to shows like Talking Tech, I Tell My Husband the News, and Cup of Politics every day here on Stitcher and iTunes.